Yesterday, we talked about fears. The day before that, or several days before that, we talked about skills. And an interesting thing happens when a lot of writers get both the skills and the fears on the page. They start looking at these fears as though they're grotesque negatives, as though they are radically harming their characters, making it, you know, not work. Like, oh, having a character with fears is bad because in the same way that having a character with obstacles and weaknesses is somewhat bad and that in order to make the character they use the word interesting but you could use any different synonym like that in order to make the character a good kind of character the skills need to be vastly ahead of the obstacles you need to be overpowering you need to have a character who's absolutely like super capable relative to the problems they face and here today I thought we'd talk about why that is a terrible idea despite it being a very popular idea first let's address why it's a popular idea when you're young when you're a little kid and you're telling stories you want your heroes you want your action figures you want your your lego guys you want your whatever to to be amazing to do fantastic great things because the doing of that thing is really cool look at them fly look at them shoot lasers look at them you know crash through a wall you know you want the the performance of the action to sound cool to be cool because in your head you're picturing the doing of the action as this tremendous thing that visually engages somebody else oh that's so awesome that this thing just happened as you develop though and as you gain more experience with story and as you add more tools to the toolbox you start to see that just the doing of the thing isn't the only thing it's not enough just to fly through the wall or shoot lasers or jump over the building or or survive the explosion it's why you're doing it how you're doing it what about the doing of it that matters because if you just do it you just do it it's it's not all that functionally different than I put on shoes or you go downstairs and you make a cup of coffee or something. It's not the same scope or scale. It's not as cool or badass, but it's it's roughly the accomplishment of a task at that level. If you're so good at it and so normalized to just do it and do it well, you might as well be just having a cup of coffee or getting the newspaper or changing the channel on the television. As you mature and develop that story sense, though, the doing becomes less a centerpiece and more a supporting element. Here's what I'm going to do, but more important, here's why I'm going to do it. And those weaknesses and those obstacles are manifestations of that why. I'm going to do it because I have to overcome this obstacle. I'm going to you know, figure out how to defuse this bomb because I I don't want to blow up today. I'm going to figure out how to catch this killer before they kill again. I'm going to figure out who robbed the bank. I'm going to, you know, stop my supervillain nemesis. I'm going to defeat the orcs as they charge down the mountain. These obstacles are what we have stories for. These obstacles are part of why we love stories. It's here's a challenge. How are you going to overcome it? And the degree at which you overcome it is interesting because the greater the degree of overcoming, the less that obstacle seems like an obstacle. If I'm doing a thing and I don't really break a sweat, how hard was it for me to do that? If I'm 
if I'm at the gym and I'm I'm working out at whatever I'm doing, the amount of exertion is relative to my sweat, to how much how hard it is to lift the weight or run on the treadmill or move this or move that. That's you know the harder I have to struggle, the bigger deal it is when I accomplish it. There's a greater sense of oh wow I did it. But if I'm just walking from point A to point B, or I'm just picking up a bottle of water. That's an accomplishment relative to other things, but comparatively lifting the bottle of water is not the same as lifting a hundred pounds. When you start to overscale your skill relative to the weakness, you, to use a word twice, weaken the weakness. If I can mow through a thousand orcs with the wave of my sword, well, why is it a challenge in the story? If it's so benign, if it's so simplistic, if it's so straightforward, why make a big deal about it? Why, why care so much? If it's so easy for me to defend this position from the attackers, why spend so much time detailing it? Is it, again, because you've got this simple child's view, this straightforward view of doing the action is cooler than the why? That's something to think about today. That's something to really consider. Because when your skills vastly dwarf, am I saying that correctly? When the skills make the weaknesses look tiny, we'll put it that way. When the skills make the weaknesses look tiny, how, how weak are they? And what's the point? What do you gain from your character looking super competent all the time? What's the, what's the big get there? Oh, my character can, can do all these things and, and it's, it's no big deal. Why should the reader keep reading then? The struggle is something the reader relates to. The idea that this obstacle is going to challenge them. The idea that this obstacle is going to hold their character in peril and risk for hundreds of pages and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of words. If it's no big deal, did I just waste my time reading your story? Be very careful when you're measuring and organizing your skills up against your weaknesses. Because it's not just about the cool doing. It's about the why they're doing it. We'll talk more about the why tomorrow. But right now, take a look at your skills and your weaknesses and try not to overscale one to weaken the other. I'll talk to you tomorrow.